You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, Giants fans, and welcome to a new edition of your Valentine's Views podcast here on Big Blue Radio. And as we begin to look forward to the uh, NFL scouting combine here in Indianapolis in a couple of weeks, I'm I'm joined by Senior Bowl Executive Director Jim Nagy to uh, to talk about uh, some of the prospects. Jim, it's been a little while since we uh, had the, the privilege to talk to you, so appreciate your time today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me back on and ironically on Valentine's Day. So there, we- <laughs> there, there you go. I was I was hoping to slide by without a mention of that as as we record it, it is Tuesday. So but uh, but 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 it is what it is. And and, and I've heard all the jokes. So <laughs> I, I've been hearing the jokes for a long time. So 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 uh, so it is what it is. But uh, but I appreciate your uh, you're, you're spending some time and, and uh, you know, we talked a little bit before uh, before we started recording uh, senior bulls in your rearview mirror. Uh, you uh, you're getting a little bit of a chance to uh, to relax a little bit more now before before we gear up with the combine and all that. Yeah, we are certainly uh, we're decompressing here in Mobile. It was a, it was a great week, uh, really great week. Everything went off. I won't say without a hitch. There's always hitches, but um, it was a great week. We had a really good group of players this year and um, really competitive week. Obviously, the weather cooperated greatly for us. A couple beautiful days, beautiful game day. So, um, yeah, it was an awesome week, but it always feels good to uh, be able to get away from it and, and uh, recharge the batteries, if you will, so that the office staff were all taking a bit of time away. When does the work gear up again for, uh, for the next game? You know, we've already started the scouting process. Our uh, our our in-house scouting assistants started watching 2024 stuff in December. Once we, once we really had the roster set for this year, um, there's no sense spinning your wheels, keeping watching 2023 guys. So uh, we got them going on 2024, and and I'll see this thing through with this year's draft class to to the draft because there's a lot of lot of lot of this, a lot of podcasts and television and radio and all that um i have a hard time moving on to the next year before i get done with a with a class so um and then and then the summertime you know we got to hire our scouting staff for next year um get those guys diving out on the tape and and i got to get a a part of that process too once we get to may and june so um on the football side we're always we're always working ahead there's a lot we do in the community down here in mobile year-round we've got a huge hall of fame event and golf event we put on in the summer that's kind of the next really heavy lift for us um, we have a big draft party um, for the draft with a bunch of our local players that are going to be in this year's draft class. So there, there's a lot on our plate, but it's certainly um, nothing compared to uh, the time really leading up to our game week and the game week itself. Well, you get you get invested in a lot of these guys. And I need to ask you about uh, about one of the guy who's on the who one of the guys who's on the Giants who 
had a really successful year in 2022 after a couple of, of rocky years, after years where people really questioned, you know, why the Giants drafted him so highly. And I'm talking about Daniel Jones, of course, who, you know, who really you know impressed the Giants in your game a couple of years ago. Um, just your thoughts on on Jones as you followed his season, as you followed his career and and where he is at this point. Yeah, Dave Gettleman fell in full bloom love with uh, Daniel at the game a few years ago. I'll never forget seeing him on the field uh, pregame. I knew he was there to, to see Daniel play. Um, I'm happy for Daniel, first and foremost. I've been a big fan of his. Um, I liked the pick when they made it. Um, I know there's there was, it was like the Daniel Jones-Dwayne Haskins debate, and I was fully in the Daniel Jones camp, regardless of – I mean, Haskins couldn't play in our game. He was a junior that year, but um, – no, I've been a big fan, and, and I think you know I, a lot has been made over the last few years. Especially, you hear a lot of talk in the media about fit, um, an organizational fit, and you got to support your quarterback. And I just don't feel I don't feel like the Giants did a great job of that. Way too much flux the first couple of years with with that, whether it be the offensive coordinator position, uh, the offensive line hasn't been great. Uh, I feel like they've added some nice skill players over the years, but they are seemingly are always beat up. Um, so they're never on the field together at the same time. So things kind of fell in place this year. I think, you know, I've got great background with Brian Dayball. We worked together in New England. We worked together in Kansas City. So I knew when Dave's got the job, if Daniel had a chance to succeed, um, Dave's would be the guy that would get it out of him. And, and obviously he did in, in one year. Um, you know, Daniel's smart off the charts. He picked it up quick. Uh, again, they had a lot of injuries this year. Look look at the supporting cast. They trade away Kadarius Tony. Um, other injuries at other at other key spots, and, and Daniel just kept playing his butt off. So I'm um, just happy for him, and I know the best football is ahead of him. Um, had, you know, uh, Joe Shane and Brian Dable were down here at the Senior Bowl, had a chance to connect with both those guys, and, and uh, you know, they're excited where Daniel's going. Yeah, so let's talk about that that supporting cast a little bit, and let's turn to uh, to your to your just completed Senior Bowl week, and and some of the guys that. You know, coming out of that week, that that you think might help the Giants. I mean, so let, we we started at wide receiver, and you had you know quite a few talented guys down there. I mean, I jotted down on uh, in my notes, I jotted down Jaden Reed of Michigan State, Michael Wilson of Stanford, Trey Palmer, Tank Dell from Houston, Rasheed Rice, Andre Yosivas. Yeah, that's one I'm never gonna get right. That's uh, I, one I'm. It took me a lot of practice. Uh, that's one I need to practice some, especially since especially since we're talking on Tuesday and I talked to him on Thursday this week, so I need to practice that one. Yoshi Voss. Yoshi Voss. There we go. I need to practice that one so that I don't embarrass myself. Just uh, ju- just talk to me about uh, about guys you think, you know, guys you you think could could help the Giants guys that that you think you know came out of the senior bowl and really helped themselves as as wide receivers uh yeah all those names you mentioned are are good ones I feel like all those guys had good weeks um no better than than Michael Wilson from Stanford so you know he was a guy that that when we you know we liked Michael um you know part of our the last stage of our process once we scout the players and we get to about the beginning of November where we feel really good about our grades from our staff and then the last part is involving the NFL um and you know kind of comparing notes comparing grades and 
you know, Michael, most teams were in that fifth round range for, for Michael Wilson. And uh, there is no chance he's <laughs> getting there. I think, I think he's going to go on day two now. Um, his thing's been injury. Um, he's, he's been, he's had a couple things that have cost him some time, but man, did he have a good week? He's a really polished guy. One thing we knew about him, it was, he's an A plus character guy. Everyone at Stanford and everyone from the NFL said like, Jim, you got to bring this dude just because he's, he's like off the charts character for a wide receiver. And then he comes down here and not only the character, the, the talent really took over. Um, you know, he's big, he's really polished. He catches the heck out of the football. So He's won. Tank Dell had two really good days of practice in the slot. Um, was almost uncoverable the first couple of days. So if you're if you're looking for a a, a slot, is is you know he's only 163 pounds. He's putting on weight, um, but he's got the nickname Tank for a reason. He's super tough and competitive, and he holds up better than most little guys. He really has a lot of substance to him, so he can be a playmaker out of the slot. I, and I thought Jaden Reed. Um, was a guy that helped himself. You know, you got you, you can't just evaluate the receiver off the stat sheet. Uh, Michigan State had some issues on offense, you know, moving the football this year. And Jaden was a guy we, we went back a couple years with. He was a junior graduate last year. We thought there was a good chance we'd have him in the 2022 Senior Bowl. So uh, we've done a lot of work on him. Um, he We've had him in, on day two for the last two years. We think he's a second or third round receiver. Um, you didn't hear a lot of buzz about him coming out, you know, from the media standpoint. Till last week, it, uh, he just looked really dynamic, you know, running routes and making plays after the catch. And um, again, really a, a guy that can return punts and be a, a factor out of the slot right away for a team. So um, we, we could go on and on. Andre, if you're going to talk to him, um, he's going to be a star of the combine, being the NCAA heptathlon champion, uh, two-time winner of that you know, event. So um, I thought he had a nice week as well. So in Trey, you mentioned Trey Palmer probably going to run somewhere in the high four twos, low four threes. So uh, an immediate, immediate vertical threat. So yeah, we, there are certainly players that if the giants are looking to add guys on day two, early day three, um, that was basically our whole receiver crew. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between so you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I'm just curious, everybody looks at the Giants and they think, oh, they they have Wandale Robinson. They could bring back Richie James. They might bring back Sterling Shepard. Uh, they look at it and they think, well, they, they really should have a big guy. They really should have a big – and I'm just curious, not necessarily about the Giants, but – from what from what you hear and from what you see from from NFL scouts at, at this point, do they 
do people care that much about size anymore or do they do they just care about you know get me a guy i can get the ball to and a guy that can make plays i mean how much do they care about oh we have a guy that does that already you know a guy that yeah it's a it's a really good question i think that i think the smart teams still do value size i think you just look at this the, the two super bowl teams um i actually heard both general managers in the lead up to the Super Bowl talking about how they built the receiver room out like a like a basketball team and just having a bunch of varying skill sets within that group. Um, so if you don't have a big size receiver, you want to you I mean, I think every team should have that guy. And, you know, in our game, Elijah Higgins, we talked about Michael Wilson from Stanford. Elijah Higgins is another guy that, that had a great week. He's like 6'3", 228 pounds. He's going to run super fast. Uh, he's one of our fastest guys on GPS. He's you know, so in terms of size, speed combination at the skill at the skill positions, he's going to be one of the top two or three guys in this year's draft. Um, so, yeah, I think you want a guy like that. It sounds like you listed off those guys that are more, you know, undersized slot type receivers. Um, there's going to be answers. There's going to be big players in this draft. And I think it'd be smart to get to for Daniel Jones to get a guy like that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I always I, I go back to thinking about Eli Manning and and Hakeem Nix and there's just and you watch the Bengals now and there are just things that just things that Jamar Chase and and T Higgins do for Joe Burrow that a smaller guy can't do because the smaller guy has to has to actually be open to me The 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 bigger guy can be open even if he's technically you know not open at least that's that's the way I see it I mean does that make sense yeah. Again, you want a guy that you can just put it up to. Um, and, and that that's a key thing. First of all, I think, I think Joe Burrow's at a point with T Higgins right now. There always has to be that trust factor. If you're going to have a player like that, um, that, that not necessarily isn't a great separator, um, but is really good, you know, playing the ball when people are bodied up on them. So, um, that's a cool skill set to have, you know, kind of a bailout guy, a QB friendly guy for the quarterback. So, yeah, I think that's a good option. And maybe that guy's Daniel Bellinger. Um, Just going off something, I don't know if you saw this. Someone asked Travis Kelsey about kind of the next wave of tight ends in the league, and he he mentioned Kyle Pitts in Atlanta and Jake Ferguson from the Cowboys and then Daniel Bellinger for the Giants. So maybe Daniel's that guy. Maybe Bellinger's that guy for Daniel Jones that gives him that kind of that outlet guy, like, you know, that, oh, crap. Rush is coming. I got to get it out to a guy. Maybe, maybe Bellinger's that guy. Is there anybody in your game? You know, I look at Bellinger. People ask me about him. I always look at him as, as part of the solution to the Giants tight end room. Anybody in your game that, that would really add to, uh, you know, to, to what Bellinger brings the Giants or give them a little something different? Yeah. The, the nice thing with Bellinger is that he's, he's, he's kind of a dual guy. Um, I know the teams I worked for in the league, we always struggled with, you know, getting just, just the undersized pass catcher, right? Cause they're, they're on the field. You're probably not running the ball with them. You don't want to put their hand in the dirt and, uh, so you're tipping your hat a little bit. That's what makes Bellinger great is he, he can block, he can, he can do things in the pass game. And that's, that's the majority of the guys we brought to mobile this year. I really want to bring some dual guys, but if you're looking at guys that would quote unquote upgrade Bellinger in terms of where, you know, Daniel went last year in the draft and, you know, a guy that could go higher would be Luke Musgrave from, from Oregon state. I think he's going to, he had a really good week down here. He only played two games at Oregon state. Um, He was like, talked about, uh, 
Elijah Higgins being the you know, one of the top size speed combos in the draft. Well, Luke Musgrave is probably going to be the best one at 6'6", 260. I want to say he was the, the ninth fastest player overall in the whole game, and that includes DBs and wideouts. Um, you know, he had, a, he had a crazy number on the GPS stuff. So so he's a guy. He's getting some first-round buzz right now. I know Daniel Jeremiah loves the guy. We'll see how mm-hmm. high he can find. But if you're looking for a guy that could be a bona fide number one Pro Bowl caliber tight end, at least from the Senior Bowl this year, I think it would be Musgrave. I think it, we had a guy, Dalton Kincaid from Utah, um, who I think who had to, who couldn't play in the game because of an injury that might keep him out the whole draft process. Um, you know, and Dalton's getting some first round love right now. And then, you know, the Michael Mayer kid at, at Notre Dame is a really good player as well. So if you're looking to get better than Bellinger, you probably got to get one of those three guys or, or you're really not upgrading that position. Let's talk a little bit about, uh, about offensive line. Obviously the giants have Andrew Thomas at one tackle. They've got Evan Neal at the other tackle. Evan of course had a bit of an up and down rookie season, you know, I keep telling people, you know, he's the seventh overall pick in the draft for a reason. You know, let let the kid develop, let him let him get healthy because I don't know how healthy he was all season, but but I'm not worried about about Evan Neal per se. I don't know uh, I don't know how you feel about about Neal, but you know, if, if you have any thoughts quickly on 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 Evan, you know, feel free to share. Yeah, I, I wouldn't push the panic button. I think offensive line's a really hard position to transition to right away. Um, your rookie year, you see a lot of these guys make big jumps. I mean, we we had a guy out of the game my first year, Caleb McGarry, who went like 30th overall to the Falcons about four or five years ago. And uh, if you if you read social media, that Falcons fan base wanted him gone after his rookie year and even after year two. And now talking to the guys in Atlanta and guys around the league, he's going to break the bank in free agency this year as a right tackle. So you just got to be patient. Evan Neal's, like you said, he went seven overall for a reason. He's, he's really talented. So I think they're fine there. I think where their upgrades, they, they, I think they just need to upgrade that interior. So Daniel's not facing so much gut pressure like he has the last three or four years. You know, it's funny. I mean, we could talk about Osiris Torrance a little bit. We could talk about Cody Mock, but I was looking at something today and the Giants haven't had the same starting center for two consecutive years since Weston Richburg at the end of the 2017 season. I think they've gone, they have had a different starting center every year. So I'm looking at guys in your game, John Michael Schmitz from Minnesota, maybe Steve Avila from, from TCU. Um, guys coming out of your game, who, who could fill that need. And if the Giants were going to grab one of those guys, how early might they, might they have to, might they have to do that? Yeah, I would, I would say if you're just looking at centers, I mean, those are, those would be the top two guys from the senior bowl this year. I think, uh, you know, John Michael Schmitz right now is getting a lot of first round love. There wasn't a lot of that coming into the week. I mean, we, we had him as a day two player here. We had him graded um, as a day two guy. And he had an awesome week. And again, talking yeah. about supporting Daniel Jones, that's an important position for quarterback. And I didn't even know that. So the fact that he's played his entire career with a different center every year, like that's, I think a lot of fans don't realize how critical that relationship is and how much help that can be if you can solidify that spot. So yeah, and Steve Avila, I think Steve will be there uh, somewhere on day two. Probably, he'll probably go in the second round. Um, 
but I'm, guys would be immediate starters. Whoever drafts either of those two guys is drafting them to be a, a rookie starter. I'm and curious. I, I'm curious about Avila because we've seen him play a lot of snaps at guard and a lot of snaps at center. Yep. Your best guess, you know, just from you know from what you see and and from what you've heard from from evaluators, does he wind up at center or does he wind up at guard long term? I think he could play either. I mean, I, I'm of the mindset. I think Steve would be a better guard. Um, he's a big man. I mean, he mm -hmm. was the one thing he do. He would do. He would bring really unique size to that position. And he's a guy that can play square in there. He's he's really going to do a good job with the a gaps, protecting those a gaps because he does not get his edges powered through. Um, he is a big, strong guy, and, and he does have. When you watch him enough, like he's got. <laughs> He's got more agility and second level ability than, than you think he's going to have when you first start watching him. He kind of grows on you that way. So, um, you know, they're just two different packages. John Michael Schmitz is a guy that probably can get out in the perimeter more, um, a little more athletic, whereas, you know, Steve brings more anchor and, um, you know, just a bigger body inside. So it's just going to be pre personal preference. But I do think both those guys could start for a long, long time at center. Yeah, I did look at Avila, some of his uh, some of his center reps, and I'm like, man, does he look like a monster when he's in there at center? It's like I'm not used to seeing a guy that big snapping the ball. Yeah, he takes up a lot of space. There's no doubt. All right, let's let's just talk about uh, you know I, I want to get you out of here uh, pretty quickly here. Just we got the combine coming up here in a couple of weeks. Couple guys coming out of your game that that people should really pay attention to, you know, how they'll test what they might, how they'll interview, you know, how, how, uh, how they'll perform, you know, at the combine, you mentioned, uh, Yoshivas a little bit, you can tell us a little bit more about him, but, but just a couple of other guys we should, we should really look for. Yeah. I think, uh, a guy coming out of our week who, who's gotten a lot of buzz and a lot of steam was, uh, at a time out of bar way, I'm going to, I know I butchered that from Northwestern, more of an edge player at Northwestern. Um, you know, he's going to be a three technique for somebody, but the cool thing about him, I posted something about him on social media the other day. He's only six, six, one and a half, but he's 34 inch arms and an 82 and an eighth wingspan, which is disproportionately long. So really cool body type in the sense that he's got like this low natural power center of gravity, but then he's got length to get extension um, I think he, and he's going to test off the charts. He was one of Bruce Feldman's, uh, on Bruce's freaks list this year. He's going to jump like 10, six in the broad jump and, you know, 35 bird, all that stuff. So he's going to blow that stuff out of the water. Darius rush is a corner from South Carolina who, who really came, came out of our week as a big winner. I think most teams had him on that, you know, fourth, fifth round range where now there's no way he's getting out of day two. He, he was our fastest guy at the senior bowl this year. Last year, that was Tariq Woolen. Um, I think teams learned their lesson last year, letting Tariq get to the fifth round and all mm -hmm. he lead the league in interceptions this year was six. So um, Darius had a big week. If those, if the zebra technology, uh, you know, M miles per hour, uh, max speed times equate to what he does at the combine, he, he's going to do a great job. And he put on a, a great week on the field here. Um, those would be a couple guys on the defensive side that, 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 you know, really come to mind. I think Derek Hall from Auburn's another guy who had a great week down here, helped himself a bunch on the field. Um, but I think he's going to test great too. Yeah. Just curious. One last thing for you, you know, obviously people call the combine, they call it the underwear Olympics and all that. Just, uh, 
you know, compare and contrast, or if you will, maybe, you know, I know that the senior bowl is the last time that people get, get a chance to really look at these guys in pads and hitting people. And do, do you look at those two events as things that sort of work together or, you know, to give, to give teams a, a picture of these guys or. Yeah. I mean, I'll, again, it sounds very biased from, from the chair I sit in now and I, I fully acknowledge that, but I, I've been coming to the senior bowl since 1998 as a scout. And I just, I always felt like this was the best place to evaluate players because it's real football. And I feel like the teams that I worked for, um, where we made mistakes per se, I feel like we put way too much stock in what happened at the combine. Um, and, and I think teams have, have gotten away from that. I think the, you know, the, the original formation of the combine was for the medicals, right? So I think right. that's hugely important, but I think the combine serves a ton of value in the workouts to, it makes you reassess your eyes and it gets you back on the tape. So if a guy runs faster than you, you thought, maybe then you go back and, and kind of see what maybe you were on the tape or or conversely in the other, in the other way, you know, maybe, maybe a guy doesn't test as well and you go back and you see, okay, check your eyes a little bit, but uh, they're both very important events because um, they, because they are opportunities for these teams to get to know the players. Um, you know, they put in so many resources in the fall I mean, I can't tell you how many giant scouts probably go through Tuscaloosa every year. You know, you probably have nowadays, you're probably having four or five, six guys go through that school, which, you know, 20 years ago, that might have been two guys. Right. So, you know, there's 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 there everything's getting covered more heavily, but it's way different than hearing it from other people, uh, regardless of how good your sources are at the school and actually sitting down and getting to know the player himself. So um, ton of value in the combine. I'll be up there for for Monday through Friday that week, um, you know, connecting with guys in the league and trying to get feedback on our week and, and how we can maybe do stuff better moving forward here at the senior bowl. Uh, but it's a beneficial week for, for the league. No doubt. They'll get a lot of, a lot of good work in an Indy. All right, Jim, thank you very, very much for, uh, for spending a few minutes with me. Always appreciate your time. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. And uh, maybe we can do it again after the giants, uh, Joe Shane and, and Dave's nail that draft again. There we go. And all right, Giants fans, thank you as always for listening. Please uh, subscribe to Big Blue View Radio wherever you listen to podcasts. Please uh, subscribe on YouTube as well. Take care of each other. Stay safe out there. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on the No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. Claude 3 from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point of the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skill and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic.